This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. We have lots to talk about heading into the second weekend of the regular season. The Seattle Thunderbirds are being regarded as one of the championship contenders this season. After getting all the way to the league championship series last spring, general manager Bill LaForge will be our guest. Well, he used to make life hard on officials when he played in the WHL. Now he is one, and an elite level one at that. Former Calgary hitman and Moose Jaw warrior Cody Beach is a pro hockey referee. We'll learn more about his journey after hockey. And what an opening weekend for Portland Winterhawks forward Gabe Clausen. Six goals in two games. He is the WHL Player of the Week, and he'll come in and close out our show. First up, with returning veterans like first-round NHL pick Kevin Korchinski and Reed Schaefer, key acquisitions like Kyle Krinkovic and some new faces, the Seattle Thunderbirds are one of the favorites this season. I spoke with GM Bill LaForge and asked him about having those expectations. Yeah, it feels good. It's, uh, you know, taking us some time to get here, but I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're excited and, and we're, we're proud of our group and we think uh, we'll give ourselves a chance most nights, that's for sure. Sounds like you're getting the majority of your players back here from NHL camps for the weekend too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. They've been coming in kind of slowly but surely this week. Uh, just got Fiona back this morning, so uh, Korchinski is the only one out right now, so we'll... Uh, We'll march ahead and hopefully, uh, you know, he does as well as he can in in Chicago. And if that doesn't work out, then we'll have him back here uh, whenever they feel time is right. I thought that was a great pick by the Blackhawks uh, to to snag Korchinski. And who knew he'd be the first WHLer off the board uh, at the NHL draft last summer. I'm sure that's a nice feather in the cap here for everybody. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, he put in the hard work. He had a a great season in playoffs for us. And, um, you know, he's a heck of a hockey player. And I think he's going to be... A really good NHLer at some point too. Let's talk about some of the the new faces you could have this year, and and one that's already sort of starting to make a name for himself is Grayson Sachin. Tell me about the acquisition of Grayson and uh, what you think his potential is. He had a good opening weekend in your opener against uh, against the Giants. Yeah, he's been good right from right from the start of training camp. Uh, I think he played two exhibition games, had six points, and um, you know had another couple in his first league game. So. Grayson's a really skilled, uh, competitive uh, young hockey player. I think he's got a, a lot of upside, and uh, we love his motor and, and how he plays the game. He plays kind of, you know, our style, which is a uh, you know fast, heavy game with uh, with lots of skill in his game as well. So we're we're really excited about him, and uh, you know we think he'll be a, a name that people will be watching here as the season goes on for sure. You know, Bill, sometimes you can tell what teams think of themselves by some of their off-season or early-season acquisitions. And uh, one of those big names you brought in here to start the year was Kyle Krinkovic from the Saskatoon Blades, who had, what, a 95-point season last year. Uh, he'll come in as a, a 20-year-old. Uh, take me, walk me through that move. Apparently he was looking for a bit of a change, uh, contemplating some, some hockey over uh, in Europe. Uh, what led to that deal? Yeah, it, it, you know, it happened pretty quick. It wasn't uh, wasn't one that uh, you know that was uh, one of the long drawn out moves. It was um, just a quick conversation, and you know, we felt that that he could really address some stuff for us. Uh, again, another guy that plays our style. He's he's a real fast uh, fast skater. Can beat guys one on one. You know, has a lot of experience in the league, and we think uh, you know will fit in seamlessly with our group. So it was something. I mean, anytime you're moving a, a player like Connor Roulette, it's not easy, but 
we just felt that with the fact that we had an overage spot open um, and, and the amount of young players we have that we, we really like, we felt that we could uh, kind of soften the blow for our group and, um, you know, bring in a guy that's potentially a game changer. Now, I'm sure all eyes are on the Winnipeg Jets right now. You have a couple of uh, players potentially coming to you. Uh, let's start with Brad Lambert. You acquired the rights again from Saskatoon. Uh, he has come over after being uh, drafted by the Jets. Has some options. Could be with the Jets. Could be with their farm team. Or he could land in your hands in Seattle. He's a, a Swedish-born uh, elite forward. Uh, what's the latest you're hearing on on Lambert? Yeah, you know, with Brad, we're we're taking it. Uh, you know, I'm letting Brad do his best in in Winnipeg, and um, at the end of the day, it's up to it's up to Winnipeg what they do. We just wanted to to be an option for him if if the Western League was uh, where where they wanted to put him. But um, again, I'm not I'm very hands off right now. I'm just letting him uh, play out his process and and do his best to make the Jets. If he does that, then we'll be really happy for him. Um, and if they choose to send them here, then then obviously we'll be excited and welcome them with open arms. But it's not something that uh, I'm calling their their management team every day, asking uh, you know when's Brad coming, when's Brad coming. It's it's a total uh, you know a gamble, a risk that we were willing to take, and you know the chance to get a, another high end player for our group. Other name would be Tyrell Bauer, your captain last year, and by all accounts, he looks ready for the the jump to pro hockey based on the playoffs he had last year. He is twenty. He is under contract. Is there any expectation to see Tyrell Bauer back this year? We don't expect Ty back. Um, if he came back, obviously that would be uh, you know a real boost for us. But you know our job in this league is to help kids get to the next level, and you know with the work Ty put in, and and he was a great Thunderbird for. Uh, you know, from 16 to 19, uh, we want him to, to play at the highest level possible. And if, if the Jets feel that uh, the American League or, you know, professional hockey is where he belongs this year, then we support that and, and we're proud of Ty and, um, you know, wish him nothing but the best. And like I said, if he comes back, that's really exciting, but uh, I'm not expecting it. Bill LaForge is our guest, the general manager of the Seattle Thunderbirds, who are uh, one of the favorites, uh, not only in the Western Conference, but in the uh, WHL uh, as a whole this year. Uh, that U.S. division looks a lot like last year already, right? Like, you know, you look at Everett and uh, their, their returning players and look at Portland and, uh, you know, they're still waiting for maybe some help out of Winnipeg to get Chaz Lucius in their lineup. Uh, Spokane is maybe taking some steps and Tri-Cities right there. How, how do you navigate the U.S. division this year, Bill? Uh, it's just like every year. I mean, every night's a, a battle and they're all good teams. We, you know, we respect all of our opponents and um, there's never an easy night in the U S division. We, we've known that for a long time. Uh, I've spent my whole, my whole, uh, hockey career in this division. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a battle and, and we're prepared for that. And like I said, I, I like our chances most nights and we'll, uh, we'll just do, do our best to put ourselves in a good situation come playoff time. From the drop of the puck to the edge and out cup. This is the WHL this week radio edition. Cody Beach played in the WHL from 2009 to 2012 and probably knew every referee back in the day, but for the wrong reasons. Now he is a referee, and he's even ref games in the NHL. Voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors, James Gallo, spoke with Cody and asked him why he decided to go down that path as a hockey official. I missed that atmosphere. I missed uh, being in the rink and being part of a team. And I, I got kind of a nudge from, from a couple guys here locally, uh, 
that uh, I, I hang out with quite a bit and, and my player agent at the time. And they said, hey, try out refing, try out refing. And I, I said to them, you guys are crazy. Like, you know, like, do, did you guys not see me out there? I, I didn't get along with, with a single rep in my, you know, my career. And But next thing's, you know, you got to move on. And and I gave it a shot. And uh, and here we are today uh, I'm working towards a career uh, in officiating and uh, loving every moment of it. Now, officiating-wise, very brief here on the Prairies. I know you were the 2019-20 Saskatchewan AAA Under-18 Official of the Year. You you officiated in the SJHL, officiated in the Western Hockey League uh, for just a handful of years. Cody, at these levels, being a former player, did it help you relate and communicate with the players better? Absolutely. Um, and the one thing that I would push on, on younger officials as well that are still playing hockey and, and maybe thinking about putting on the stripes or haven't put on the stripes yet either is I wouldn't want them to give up on the game. I, I would still want them to be a hockey player because that's where you learn to deal with things. You, you continue to work on your skating, your communication, um, all that stuff then translates to officiating. And uh, I find one of the biggest things in, in officiating um, is that communication side of things. And, uh, you know, being able to, to come from the spot that the players are in when emotions are high at, at, at times uh, and realizing what's at stake each night, um, you know, dealing with different situations, different ways. Uh, it's not just black and white, right? We, uh, um, you know, we're going to we're going to talk to a guy here. This, this guy might need, you know, to get yelled at or, or maybe there's just a conversation to be had. And uh, and at times there's just a penalty to be had. That's, that's what, what's going to happen when you're, you're on this side of things. Um, but especially going from, from mid to AAA through the SAS junior WHL to where I am now. Um, so many people helped me along the way there. Um, our, our local association in Moose Jaw, a uh, couple guys, Brad Howard and then Kevin Mench, And then uh, um, one of the local guys, Lyle Wilhelm, he, he's an absolute jam of, of a guy. And, and he helped me along the way. Uh, through those ranks and um, you know what that's the biggest thing is, is there's a team atmosphere there and uh, and ultimately my success is uh, just kind of based on a lot of a lot of help and a lot of support along the way. James Gallo talking with former Moose Jaw Warrior Cody Beach who again uh, is now an official professionally spent last year at the American Hockey League and Cody on April 12, 2022, you made your NHL debut as you were one of two refs in the Arizona Coyotes, New Jersey Devils game. Uh, first off, did you ever think that you would, you know, when you think back to your playing days, that you would be making your NHL debut as an official? No, absolutely not. Uh, right. The the dream as a kid was always uh, that break in as a player and, and hoist that Stanley Cup one day. And uh ultimately again right it didn't work out for me and and my career pivoted and uh i i couldn't be more happy actually now to have broken in as an official and uh you know it's exciting and, and i was so fortunate uh my first game i i got to work with a couple guys that uh actually wrapped me uh back in the western league uh you know 10 15 years ago so it was really special and and just had a great team out there and uh yeah I, i'm just looking forward to uh to being in the rink, doing some more NHL games and uh, being in that atmosphere similar to uh, what it was in Moose Jaw. Did you still have the nerves, you know, making it in and, and the excitement kind of similar to, to your playing days? Absolutely. I, uh, you know what, I, I get up for every game now, um, almost like it might be your last game. Um, I, I think 
not being a player anymore. Uh, I saw that side of things come and go. And uh, now as an official, every time I'm lacing my skates up in the dressing room, I get little little butterflies, little nerves. And I think if you lose that, that means you're losing the passion for the game and, and losing passion of going out there. And um, I love that feeling. And uh, I, I feel like if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be at my best going out there. Cody, again, uh, you know, so happy to hear for your success. Always cheering for you. You're the only referee that I'll ever cheer for. Um, you know, congratulations. Continued success. Uh, knowing your passion and your drive and your dedication, it's only a matter of time until you're in the National Hockey League full-time as a referee. Good luck this season. And again, you know, congratulations and and good luck on your path this year. Thanks, James. I appreciate this conversation and I uh, appreciate the support from all you guys. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. The Western Hockey League has a new partnership with the Orange Shirt Society, along with new initiatives to recognize and commemorate the legacy of residential schools. Through this new partnership, the WHO will contribute to the goals of the Orange Shirt Society, which include supporting Indian residential school reconciliation, creating awareness of the individual, family, and community intergenerational impacts of the Indian residential schools through Orange Shirt Society activities and will create awareness of the concept of Every Child Matters. Now, as part of the WHL's commitment to supporting the purposes of the Orange Shirt Society, the WHL has commissioned a special WHL Truth and Reconciliation logo designed by Métis artist Kim Vizikarman of Pine Rock Graphics. Look for these logos online on Truth and Reconciliation Day and throughout the weekend. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Staring feed, look out to the side, they score! Claussen is third of the game, hat-trick marker. This one coming 4-4, four four. it's now one goal game, Rockets lead it 4-3. Kicking in the goaltender, lost it to Ford checking Chizowski. In front, they score! Short-handed goal. Who is it? Oh, yes again for the fourth time tonight. Their number one goal getter, Gabe Clausen. Yeah, you heard it. What a weekend for Gabe Clausen. The Portland Winterhawks 19-year-old is poised for a big season. Off to a great start, named the WHL Player of the Week. He spoke with voice of the Winterhawks, Nick Merrick. Hey, thanks, John. Joined now with uh, Winterhawks forward and WHL Player of the Week, Gabe Clausen, after a terrific opening weekend. Uh, Gabe, I'm sure the team was ecstatic to carry four points away from two tough BC Division teams, but your performance really stood out. Something else there. Six goals in two games. You put up four goals for the first time a Hawks done that in seven years uh, on Saturday night. Just what was going well for you and the team on the weekend? Yeah, obviously we were coming into the weekend, uh, starting off the season with a tough road trip uh, up north there, and so we were just looking to play as best we could uh, coming into the weekend, and, and we were able to get the big win in Calms the night before, and then obviously had a uh, tight game with Kelowna there going to overtime and, and uh, kind of back and forth and, and uh, we got what we were looking for in the four points. You look at the team too, there was quite a bit of roster turnover from guys going pro. It's always that next man up now in the system and of course you would be one of them being an alternate captain last season, one of the team leaders as well in terms of point production. Was it good to kind of assume that role and kind of take the reins away from the Kozaks and the Hannises and the Hannises and the DeRose of last year and, and kind of pick up where this team left off and that was scoring goals? Yeah, for sure. Like last year we didn't really have trouble scoring goals obviously with all that firepower up front and 
and we did have a lot of young guys like our 03 and 04 group was is really strong so I think we all knew this year we we're going to be taking on bigger roles with those guys leaving and uh, I thought we did a really good job of that this weekend and I guess uh, picked up right where we left off. And now one thing too that's very cool is when you get to go on the road typically teams open their season at home sometimes you have to do a little bit of a road trip this time was a little bit of a road trip but it was closer to Sask your family got a chance to come out and actually see you for that weekend uh, was that kind of a neat moment to play in front of your parents uh, in those two BC games? Yeah absolutely I think anytime that uh, they're in the building to watch you uh, you want to give it a lot extra because just because it's your parents and uh, they made the trip to come and watch you play so uh, yeah no it's obviously special playing in front of them every night and, and it was good as it to reward them. Now, Gabe, take us through uh, what the off-season regime is like for a WHL player. What do you focus on in the summer to kind of prepare yourself for this early-season grind of training camp right into preseason games, and then you know, 68-game interconference schedule? Yeah, going to the playoffs last year, I guess we made the second round, so it made the summer a little bit shorter. But obviously, a lot like on the ice and in the weight room, a lot just making sure you're staying in shape and getting in better shape and stronger and faster, like. Uh, just to improve your game to the, going into the next season and and we know it's a really long season you got to maintain yourself trying not to get hurt and uh, do a lot of yeah maintenance for your body and take care of yourself and then make things even longer get a call up there to the NHL camp get a development look and a rookie camp look too with the Colorado Avalanche uh, just what was that experience like for you to kind of have another season of, of being able to get some summertime skating and with some pros yeah it's a great experience at any time you're able to do that so I think that's kind of the main thing is just looking uh, for things you can take away from going to a place like that. And, uh, and I was able to do that. It was a, a great experience with the coaching staff and, and, uh, and seeing other players out there and seeing what that next level is like. So it was, it was a lot of fun and, and uh, had a lot of takeaways. And you get to intermingle with a lot of WHL players at those camps as well. What, what specifically do you take away from that or even just some of your summer skates and, and training session? Yeah, it's cool to see all the other guys from our league coming up play together. And, like, obviously I played against Steph at the tournament, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so just the biggest takeaway is seeing what the next level is and, and that the guys that you see make it are obviously very hard workers and, and uh, the ones that put the time in. So uh, that's kind of the biggest takeaways for me. Gabe Clausen, our WHL Player of the Week, joining us here. Uh, Gabe, I'll, I'll wrap you up with these final thoughts now. Teams going into the season, you mentioned the youth. Uh, some of those veteran guys now are, are coming back. Of course, yourself come back right in time there for the season opener. Some more guys trickling back here from camps for the home opener on Saturday night against Tri-City. What's the vibe of this group now uh, kind of moving forward into the bigger part of the season here in October? Yeah, we've had a really good week here. We're looking forward to the weekend. Obviously, it's a big game. We only got one this weekend, so we're going to like to take advantage of that and big home opener so uh, I think we're all looking forward to a lot of energy in the building. I teased it a little earlier but uh, you looking forward to and the team looking forward to kind of having those uh, interconference games and being able to travel out east and have some of those eastern conference teams come to Portland this year as well. Yeah I think that's gonna be awesome like since I was 16 we haven't got to see any teams from out there so uh, it's gonna be good for to see them come here and then obviously do the Saskatchewan Mantel with Swing get to go play at home. Uh, it's gonna be an awesome trip for me and for the boys so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Gabe, really appreciate the time as always, and uh, congratulations again on your uh, great weekly honors here for the WHL. Yeah, thank you. That was Winterhawks forward Gabe Clausen, your WHL Player of the Week. Back to you, John. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to Nick in Portland and James Gallo in Moose Jaw. Thanks, guys. I'm John Keane, and thanks for listening.